Welcome to episode 16, Women's Masturbate. Today we're going to be discussing the importance of breath. I'm Sarah Nordevier. And I'm Leanne Bray. And today I'm going to be picking Sarah's beautiful brain because she has a wealth of knowledge about breath. And we're going to start up about why it's so important to breathe properly. So it's really important to breathe properly because a lot of health problems come from not breathing properly and it doesn't happen straight away when you're a child or adolescent but as you then grow older these not breathing properly can cause all manner of problems so um, breathing problems heart problems because your systems are just not working coherently Mm -hmm. because Um, every system in the body requires oxygen yeah and in the right the right yeah, kind of levels. Yeah. So yeah. So how do we breathe properly? Because there's different types of breathers, isn't there? Yeah. So there's different types of breathers. So you've got people who um, breathe very shallow. So they breathe really high up uh, in the chest, um, and they can be kind of fast breathers. And then there are people who overbreathe. So they breathe through their mouth, but they take way too much in. So there's loads of oxygen, but then the other gases are not optimised. So that's we'll go into mouth breathers. Yeah, mouth breathers. So yeah. mouth breathers um, are it's the worst way to breathe because, you know, we have a nose for a reason. The mouth is to eat and, and, to, is, talk. and, and to talk. <laughs> yeah, let's not forget that. And for other things that we won't discuss. No, but... <laughs> you're so disgusting. No, but the thing about the mouth is it's the emergency. So if the nose is really blocked, yeah. then obviously you breathe through the through the mouth. Yeah, it's pretty so, handy yeah. to have two ways to breathe. Yeah. Because of that reason. But we were never ever supposed to breathe through our mouth. And many so the other thing with obesity, many people who are obese breathe through their yeah, mouth. Yeah, because you said that to me, which is really interesting, that you burn more calories breathing through your nose. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Which is why mouth taping at night is amazing. Yeah. Which we will get onto later in the okay. podcast. Um, but yeah, so th- the other thing about breathing through the nose is it filters the air, mm-hmm. um, it warms the air for the lungs, and also in the nose, nitric oxide is produced, you get the right amount of carbon dioxide, and all these gases are really important because the nitric oxide helps with the release of um, oxygen into the cells, as does the carbon dioxide. Um, and also nitric oxide kills bacteria and viruses. So it's like your first defence yeah. is breathing through the nose. Mm-hmm. And I reckon if more people breathe through their nose, we wouldn't be having such a COVID issue. I mean, that yeah. might be a big statement, but... No, um, I totally agree. Yeah. And so, yeah, so what other type of breathing? So there's... Cause, um, oh, reverse breathers. Reverse, so is that so belly you, coming in? Yeah, so yeah. You, you inhale... And belly comes in, mm-hmm. and you exhale, and belly comes out. And I think I was probably a reverse breather. Yeah, I think because at one point you used to people used to say like breathe your stomach in, like yeah. you know, if you were doing Suck your ballet stomach. or yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. before I was about to do a swim or something, they'd probably like mm. hold your stomach in, mm. and so you you breathe in and hold your stomach in, which is like the worst thing possible to do. But I wonder with dancer because you are kind of holding that posture that you do a lot of breathing up here. Sure, anyway. breathing. So, yeah, no, it, it's, it's uh, interesting. So, yeah, reverse breathers um, is not great. Um, so there's the over-breathers, the reverse breathers, mm-hmm. um, the mouth breathers. Yeah. And then you have the people that breathe properly. Um, so 
or you have the people that breathe too high. But breathing properly basically means that as you inhale through the nose, belly rises, and as you exhale, belly falls. It's just and a slight rise, isn't it? It's, it's not a slight rise and it's a smooth inhalation. Down. So it's not like over-breathing. Mm. I mean, there are obviously there are different breaths that you can do for therapeutic reasons, yeah. and that might be... But we're just talking about normal, you, day-to-day breathing. Normal, day-to-day breathing, um, yeah, should really be done through the nose um and basically you if you breathe through the nose it allows 20 percent more oxygen in um and i think that and it's also favorable for blood pressure as well breathing through the nose Mm -hmm. and in i know no in i think it's mexico or some i mean and, and other countries as well where when you're a child at school and they catch you mouth breathing you actually get told off Mm -hmm. because those those people know that you know they might not have a lot of money for health care and they just know that breathing through your mouth is going to lead to disease. Yeah. Um, I, I think I pretty much always have breathed through my nose, but the difference is, is when I've started doing, after you said about you know, exercising mm. and breathing, and I, oh, I've found that I always breathe through my mouth when I'm exercising. Mm. And trying to change it to begin with was really hard. Like mm. I felt like I, I actually wasn't getting enough yeah. oxygen into my yeah. body. Yeah, But... The more I do it, and sometimes I'll just, I'll just start, I'll be running and I'll start breathing through my nose and I'll just do it right, just do it for eight seconds and then take a breath because I feel like I'm not getting enough oxygen. But the, I've made that longer and longer and longer and then I definitely feel like I'm running better and more efficiently. Yeah. Like I'm using my breath more efficiently now yeah. that I'm used to doing it. Yeah. Well, and the Kenyans, apparently, the, the, you know, the marathon runners, mm-hmm. they run breathing through their nose yeah. at a rate of 6'6", six, six, which is incredible, you know. Um, that fitness they must have yeah yeah but I when I walk I mean obviously I don't run but when I'm walking I really try and breathe just through my nose mm. um, and I'm kind of used to it now um, but you feel like you're not getting enough oxygen yeah, you but do. you are yeah you know, that's you just thing. kind of have to get over it because you feel yeah. like there's not enough coming in well, it's your but, brain tricking you yeah and then you suddenly do once you get into the pattern of doing it you're like yeah. you're actually much more yeah. efficient and not yeah. Feeling so out of breath. No, absolutely. Um, and, and so what I really am keen to talk about is coherent breathing. So mm-hmm. there's a fantastic book um, written by James Nestor. It's very popular on Amazon called Breath, The mm-hmm. New Science of a Lost Art. Um, and he has written a book all about breathing. And I agree with most of it in there, not all of it, but most of it's really good. Um, and he, he has a really great... Um, way to describe kind of coherent breathing and he it's almost like the perfect breath and he says it's a calming practice that places the heart lungs and circulation into a state of coherence where the systems of the body are working at peak efficiency there's no more essential technique and no more basic so I think that's a really good um, definition of coherent breathing Mm -hmm. and the rate of coherent breathing that I particularly like, and it depends a little bit on size, but for the average adult, um, you would breathe in for six and out for six. So, so no, six no, seconds? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Six seconds in, six seconds out. Yeah. Um, and if you did that for 20 minutes a day, after six months, um, I can't remember what the figures are, I should have looked it up, but you could something like extend your life by 10 years or something ridiculous. What? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so it was something like that. 
Um, but the other thing that happens when you breathe at a rate of 6.6 six is it brings your brain waves in, into that alpha-theta range of mm-hmm. 7.83 hertz, which is the flow state. Um, and that's the same resonance of the earth, interestingly, which wow. is called the Schumacher principle. Yeah. So I think that is the other reason why it really makes you feel great. But, but the, the best thing for me, because I um, have suffered from anxiety, not really badly, but, you know, on and off, uh, you know, a woman of a certain age. Um, and what it's done for me, coherent breathing, is it's really balanced the way I feel. Mm-hmm. So it's balanced my emotions. Uh, I don't really have anxiety. I have energy, you know, all of these things. So it is quite incredible. And there's things that you can add on to coherent breathing. So doing therapeutic breathing for specific health conditions by using imagery and colours which work with the brain. Um, And then you can really smooth some parts of the brain and particularly parts of the brain that get inflamed with conditions like depression, anxiety, Mm -hmm. chronic fatigue. It's all, they've now shown, it's all inflammation in the brain. And they used to say for things like chronic fatigue, doing this like slow exercise increased regime. Mm -hmm. And they've just changed the nice guidelines on that because one in 10 person people would get better with doing that. But most people would get, I think five in 10 would get worse. Right. And four in 10 would have no difference. Whereas with the breathing, you're, and they now realise that it's caused by inflammation in the brain, which is the same as you get inflammation in the brain for depression as well. And by doing these, this kind of therapeutic breathing, which I won't go into details of that, but there are specific breaths you can do for specific, specific conditions, and it smooths the, those areas of the brain. Mm. So who, um, I mean, is there, is there stuff in that book about that if people did want to look up? specific techniques where's the best place for them to um so it's a very new area right so i've i trained uh extensively with a guy called amazing guy called ben wolf in london and he really is like a breath expert and he devised this therapeutic protocol around um all these the research that's good, the neuroscience that's coming out, the, there's all these books that are coming out. There, there are experts all over the world, but there's nowhere for anyone to go mm. who want to do this therapeutic breathing. Right. And it's and and the research suggests that it it's helped so many people in an amazing ways, and there are no side effects. Mm-hmm. Um. So he set up this thing. Um. So there are a number of teachers now trained to teach this in specific things. So some people will specifically be teaching it for menopause or. Yeah anxiety or depression or chronic fatigue um so there is a website being set up uh which i can't remember what it's called but i will that's really helpful (laughs) i know well i'll have to it's all very new yeah um but what i would like to say is like yogic breathing which i know a little bit about as well is is quite different so i teach yogic breathing in my yoga classes although i teach a lot of this stuff now as well yeah but yogic breathing is for enlightenment Whereas yeah. this kind of breathing that I'm talking about is for um, therapeutic benefit yeah, and can actually yeah, really treat. And, and, you know, Ben has worked with uh, clients who have had, they, he's been, they've been to loads of doctors and they don't know what to do. And um, through using the breath and, and these, these techniques that he's devised, he has, you know, he's cured them yeah. in one session virtually. 
Yeah. Um, I don't believe it because you think, like you say, if you get into bad habits when you're young. Yeah. All it's got to take really is something like having a cold. And yeah. then you start breathing through your mouth. Yeah. So you do... Well, my nose is blocking up now. Yeah. I've watched is. children, you know, I've always noticed that they, most children do naturally breathe through their nose. But there are some children that you see that start yeah. to breathe through their mouth. And um, I know there's links then between um, grommets and things like that from mm. quite, that's mm. something that gets picked up quite an, an early age. So... Yeah. Um... Yeah, and and also um, the the link between ADHD symptoms and mouth breathing. So they've done lots of trials where they've they've had these funny things around their mouth to stop the mouth breathing. These right. kids, and some kids actually the ADHD's gone. Yeah. Not you know, or it's massively improved. Yeah. So it's it's huge. Yeah. Well, you get into the bad habits, don't you? And then that's it. Then and then, as you said, say over time. Yeah. Health issues get worse and worse and worse. And you don't know. But you don't you know. know. P- people well, people just don't know about it, and you no. don't get taught how to breathe properly. No. And no one really picks it up. No. Or well, apart from they if tell you live in Mexico. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. The, or you get told the opposite. I think loads of people got told, you know, breathe, breathe in and breathe, your, suck your stomach in. Yeah, or well, take a really deep breath. Yeah. I mean, I used to do that in my yoga classes until I kind of learned more about it, like take a really deep breath in. Well, there really, really is no... And the other thing that's, that, uh, that I also didn't realise before I did this training was I'd often teach people to exhale, so to exhale longer than inhale, so specifically, um, and, and that is something you can do if someone's in a state of panic, mm-hmm. but it switches the, um, well, I, I don't like to talk about the nervous system too much, but it it makes you really sleepy. Yeah. So if you make that exhale, so somebody was doing this 6-6 six, six breathing and they, they, they contacted Ben and they said, oh, I feel terrible. I feel, I just want to sleep all the time. And he said, well, were you actually, were you, she went, oh no. I was breathing in for six and out for ten, and is so because the the exhale was lengthened. Yeah, she felt really lethargic yeah. and tired. So it depends, doesn't it? Because I think for um, maybe for something like you know, if you are highly stressed, yeah, and you've yeah, got yeah. You're going to bed, then maybe yeah. That's... Oh, sleep. So yeah. so for sleep, there's a there's a uh, you do a, a ratio of four seven eight. So you inhale for four, mm-hmm. you hold for seven, mm-hmm. and then you hum. Or you can make a shh noise, but I prefer the nose one. Um, so you hum for eight, mm-hmm. and you repeat that. And the humming, um, what that does is it mimics um, some of the noises of those lower brain waves, mm-hmm. and so it lulls you into sleep. And then there's other Im- 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 imaginary things you can do uh, on top of that. So you do the four, seven, eight, and then you can imagine coloured letters. So you go through the alphabet, and for instance, you think of uh, a big letter. So you go through the alphabet. So I'll just do A. So red A, big A in front of you. And you shrink it down. You shrink it down to a little tiny A. And then you hide the A somewhere in your bedroom. Imaginary. So it's all in the imagination. Mm. And then you go to the letter B. And you imagine a orange letter. That's big. making me feel so relaxed already. <laughs> <laughs> like a big, letter, a big letter B. And you shrink that letter B down. And you hide it somewhere else. Oh. And you go through that. And then you, you kind of... And, you know, you probably won't get very far. Yeah. But if you did get to the end of the alphabet, you would then just go and do it backwards. And yeah. I don't think anyone would be awake then. No. Um, I'm ready now. 
on B. Are you? Yeah. Well, and, and the other, so the other thing that I really want to talk about is um, you, people used to think that you lost weight through sweat mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Well, for every five kilogram of fat, three kilograms comes out through the lungs, most of which is carbon dioxide. Yeah. Um, have we already talked about that? No, not today. No. But we've talked about it. We've talked about it. I forget whether I repeat myself. No. Um, and so, so we we burn. So the other two kilos is sweated out and urinated out. But mm-hmm. that's why, again, if you breathe through your nose, you're optimizing this. So you're losing weight by breathing through your nose. Mm-hmm. Um, and which my nose is now blocked up. There are many techniques to unblock your nose. Mm-hmm. One of which is you inhale, exhale. She's in her head and exhaling through her nose, by the way. Yeah, then you hold your nose after you've exhaled and you just... She's now nodding her head all over the place. Yeah, up, down. <laughs> so I'm holding my nose. She's holding her, her nose and nodding up and down and side to side. She looks like a lunatic. Oh, I'm round and round. And that then unblocks the nose because of the build-up of CO2. And there's another one, which is an acupuncture one, where you put your fist underneath your armpit... Mm. And then the armpit that you're, you've got your fist under, you block the same nose. And then you breathe through one nostril. And then, anyway. Yeah. So there's some techniques. Yeah, I just wish we should say if you want to lose weight, then it's not just about breathing, though, you should watch what you eat as well. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from if you're me and you just go and, like eat, go and eat a donut, go and eat a pack no, of donuts and no, think that you can just start no. breathing through your nose. Well, and also it kind of optimises weight. I mean, yeah. you know, you, got, you can't be silly. It is about food, of course. Of course it is. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that I think is really important is sleep taping. So mm-hmm. sleep taping sounds like the craziest thing. Um, but I swear... You try it for three weeks and then come back to me and see what you think. So you get a bit of micropore tape. So that's the kind of tape that you use to put bandages on or, you know, that kind of stuff. You take a postage uh, stamp size bit of tape and you just put it on your lips before you go to bed. So it stops you. <laughs> I know it sounds ridiculous. But and my husband thought I was bloody mad when I started doing that. And now he's doing it. And he loves it. So you basically put it on your lips and what it does is, because I think I'm a nose breather, right, most of the time. Yeah, I'm not when I sleep. I breathe in my mouth. Okay, so, yeah. so and what, what would happen to me is I, I'm definitely a nose breather, but then I'd still wake up to go to the toilet in the night. I'd mm-hmm. wake up because I'm really thirsty in the night. So all of these things are signs that you're mouth breathing mm-hmm. in the night. Um, and also, if you're peeing in the night, that means your kidneys aren't shutting down. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not normal to pee in the night. It just yeah. isn't, you know. Um, so, by mouth taping, it stops you breathing through your mouth. So, all those gases are working correctly. And your kidneys shit down. Your kidneys shit? <laughs> your kidneys shut down. And you you don't need to pee. Like, it's unbelievable. And I wake up. Uh, with more energy, my skin is better. Lots of people do it for beauty. I don't do it for that reason. Uh, I'm not drinking anything in the night. It's incredible. Anyway, so after about, so I stopped peeing in the night probably after about five days, mm-hmm. and it is just unbelievable. And then Martine started doing it. 
probably about three weeks after I started. Mm. And he stopped getting headaches. And again, he's not getting up in the night to go to the toilet. Mm. It really is. It, it is amazing. Mm. I, don't, I don't get up to go to the toilet, but I do quite often. I'm yeah, thirsty, but you're a bit younger. But then I'm quite thirsty generally on nights that I've necked a bottle of wine. So, <laughs> yeah. probably a bit more. But I definitely know, as soon as I, I lie down and I, I'm conscious that I'm starting to breathe through my mouth. But things and like then I'll snore. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that, and this, these are the things. These are precursors. So mouth breathing at nights and sleep mm. apnea, which is, you know, mild sleep apnea. You probably wouldn't even know you had. Mm. Um, but these are precursors to high blood pressure, type two diabetes, heart problems, like all this kind of stuff. Mm. So I really think it's important. Um, and you know, uh, it's you know, it's breathing slow not breathing too much and uh, breathing through the nose, inhaling, belly rises, exhaling, belly falls. Mm. And I just want to read you a little bit about slow breathing because it's really interesting. And it's from James Nestor's book and he says, a last word on slow breathing. I mean, this goes back, this is talking about the ancients now, which is why it's so talking about the what sorry you know the, the ancient people ancient, like, like okay. it's like you know ancient, ancient people yeah like hundreds of years like ago like 1980s no <laughs> calm down calm down yeah. <laughs> but what, what I mean is is that it's all kind of come back round and yeah. these ancient people knew about this and they're from all over the world so a last word on slow breathing it goes by another name prayer when Buddhist monks chant their most popular mantra Om Mani Padme Hum each spoken phrase lasts six seconds, with six seconds to inhale before the chant starts again. The traditional chant of Om, the sacred sound of the universe, used in Jainism and other traditions, takes six seconds to sing, with a pause of about six seconds to inhale. The Satanama chant, one of the best-known techniques in Kundalini Yoga, also takes six seconds to vocalise, followed by six seconds to inhale. Then there were the ancient Hindu hand and tongue poses called mudras, a, te- a technique called kachari intended to help boost physical and spiritual health and overcome disease. It involves placing the tongue above the soft palate so that it's pointed towards the nasal cavity. The deep, slow breaths taken during this kachari each take six seconds. Japanese, African, Hawaiian, Native American, Buddhist, Taoist, Christian... These cultures and religions all had somehow developed the same prayer techniques requiring the same breathing patterns and they all likely benefited from the same calming effect. Amazing. Isn't it amazing? So, I mean, you, you do those six in, six out, but they were saying six in, six out, hold the six. No. No? No. That's not what they're saying, no. No? No, so they're saying, uh, so the... On Mani Padme Hum, each spoken phrase lasts six seconds with six seconds to inhale before the chant starts again. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you're exhaling as you so chant. You're, you're, and then you're you're give us a chant. Om Mani Padme Hum. You're going to count. You're going to count to six and okay. I'm going to do it. Om Mani Padme Hum. Six. I'm not going to okay. do it again. <laughs> I'm not going to do it again. That's good. But there you go. So I think it's really fascinating. Uh, 
And so this is just another thing that he says here. In many ways, this resonant breathing offered the same benefits as meditation for people who didn't want to meditate, or yoga for people who didn't get off the couch. It offered the healing touch of prayer for people who weren't religious. Nice. I know. Very nice. That's quite good. Uh, but here, and he just says it's it's the optimum breathing and all the health, endurance and longevity benefits that come with it is to practice fewer inhales and exhales in smaller volume. So to breathe, but to, pre- to breathe less. Nice. Yeah. Which I think is, uh, you know... But the, the sleep tape thing, do you have got any questions about that? Well, I suppose for me, just <clears throat> the, the nighttime thing, because as soon as I lie down... And I notice I start breathing through my mouth to start relaxing myself. Um, and I've tried to just close my lips. Obviously, it doesn't work because you just open it again. But as soon as I start breathing through my nose, I start to feel like I'm not getting enough oxygen again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did you get... Did you have that? Did, so so I, I've heard other people who have that. So yeah. what they tend to do is they, they put the uh, little postage stamp thing yeah. on their mouth when they're watching TV or they're reading a book before mm-hmm. they go to bed. Right. And then they just get used to it. And then they, yeah, and then they just get used to it. And then they go to bed and it's fine. Because it's almost like a psychological thing. Because you, you're so used to breathing through your mouth that your brain is telling you you're not getting enough oxygen. Yeah. But really you are probably getting too much oxygen. Uh, but just try. Okay. I get myself Because it's not dangerous. No. I mean, you know... you've got a blocked-up nose. Yeah, but you can unblock it, can't you? I've got a blocked-up nose now, but I know it will unblock and it'll be fine. I mean, don't use, like, gaffer tape or... Uh, <laughs> what's that stuff? You know, the... Duct tape. Duct tape. Don't use that. <laughs> and there are, there are people that put, like, bandages in their mouth. And, no, don't do that. A little tiny post... Because then, you know, if there's anything, it will come off. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but it, it, it has... Amazing benefits, uh, and and the um, you know breathing through the nose, you'll increase your nitric oxide six times, eighteen percent more oxygen. It's going to be good for your cells. Yeah, amazing. I mean, for everything, you know, yeah. for not just kind of the heart disease and the diabetes, but probably cancer as well. I mean, I I'm, I haven't I've started looking into that, and the research is. I don't know, because obviously cancer cells also need oxygen. Mm. So I'm not quite sure how that... I don't want to say anything about that because I'm not, you know... Uh, but what it, do, it definitely does do for ev- for everyone is makes them feel better and more balanced. Mm. Um, so I've done some breath work with uh, teenagers over the last few weeks who have been isolating because of COVID or have had mental health challenges because, well... Teenagers have that, don't mm-hmm. they? And they've reported really quite astonishing results and they've been practising and uh, and they really like it. So I, I use a lot of colour. So, for instance, I'll, like, breathing shapes around the body with, with different colours or uh, one of the things is I do balloons, blowing up balloons and mm-hmm. putting things in them and letting them go and, like, different colours and things like that. And, and what the colours... And things like that do they smooth this part of the brain called the insula, mm-hmm. um, which is where particularly anxiety lies, I think. And it's where body meets mind in this little tiny bit. 
but yeah, yeah, it's amazing. amazing. Yeah, and the breath is controlled by the cerebellum. So there's a thing called the Prebotsana complex in the brainstem, which is it's only about seventy five cells or something. But that's where all the kind of breathing gets gets is regulated. Uh, so, yeah, so which is why when you people fall backwards. You know, if people fall backwards and they die. Yeah. It's because they knock out that breathing pacemaker. Oh. Yeah. Amazing. I've learnt a lot. Is there any top tip, tips for us? So my top tips, and it's the first time <laughs> it's Sarah's top tips, um, are number one, breathe, blah, 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 breathe through your nose. Two, mouth taping at night. Three, coherent breathing at six six for twenty minutes a day, and and to do that you can either use a metronome or get an app. I breathe, Insight Timer. I'm sure there's loads of others, or even if you've got a, an Apple Watch or a whatever thing you watch, I don't know about these things, but they have breathing things on them. Um, and you'll, you, I mean, I really look forward to those times now because it mm. makes me feel so good. Number four, belly rises on the inhale and falls on the exhale. And a low breath, not a deep breath. So breathing low into the belly. Um, if you do all of those things, you're going to live forever, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's been lovely. It's been lovely to see you. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. You're very welcome. And that book is Breath, The Science of a Lost Art by James Neston. It's really accessible to read. Um, there are many others, but they are probably a bit more complex. And the other book, which is really cool, is a is called Draw Breath by um, Tom Granger. And it's a book where you you breathe or do these different breathing exercises. And he's got like a website that you can log on and you draw to the breath. Mm. So you kind of make a, a mark on the inhale and a mark on the exhale. And he's got all these like funny drawing things in here. Um, like, it's a bit like mindfulness. Yeah. Relaxation. Um, yeah, really cool. So amazing, yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure As once again, and we will see you in a couple of weeks. Bye. <laughs>